about to listen to a broadcast of the Greater Harvest Church in Ellenwood, Georgia. In this episode, Prophetess Renee Montgomery ministers a word entitled, There is a Rest. Stay tuned. building we give honor to our senior pastor dr ed montgomery hallelujah to our pastor my husband elder montgomery glory be to god and to evangelist montgomery and to all of you who are in the building i believe that god has a right now word for all of us amen and it came to me first glory be to god and i said god you are so amazing and so i'm gonna feast on the word today as we all feast on the word is that all right Amen. So I'm going to ask if you have your Bibles, if you would open up your Bibles and turn with me to Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. And we'll begin at the first verse. And if you're writing, we'll also go to Exodus 17 and 3. Exodus 17 and 3, and also Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3. And if we don't get to all of those, I want to admonish you to write these down. Go back, read them after the word. Amen. Read them, meditate on them. And the good thing about the word of God here at the harvest, we're, we're, we're streaming live right now on Facebook, but you can go back to the greater harvest site and you can listen to the word again and again and again. Amen. The word of the Lord says that faith cometh by hearing. And hearing, and we know that word in the Greek hearing means to continuously hear, continuously listen, continuously hearing the word of God and getting it down into your spirit. And that's how faith comes. Amen. So the word has already told us that faith will come. It will come. But our obligation is to hear it. So if we don't get to all of these scriptures today, please write them down and then go back. And read them. Amen. And I just want to give you one more for reference. That is Matthew 11 and 28. So all of the scriptures this morning, Hebrews 4, we'll begin reading there. Exodus 17 and 3. Genesis 2 verses 1 through 3. And Matthew 11, 28. Amen. How many of you have Hebrews 4? Hebrews 4. If you don't have it, say, hold up, hold up, prophetess. I'll wait for you to get it. I want you to put your eyes on the word of God as we read together. Amen. You already in social media land? Come on, type in the comments and say, I'm ready. I got it. I got it. I got it. Amen. Hebrews 4 and 1. And it says, let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. 
Now, I'm going to read those two scriptures again in the Amplified Version. And this version just amplifies what the King James has spoken. And verse 1 says, Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still holds and is offered today, let us be afraid to distrust it. Least any of you should think he has come too late and has come short of reaching it. For indeed, we have had the glad tidings, the gospel of God proclaimed to us just as truly as they. Who is the they that the scripture is referring to? The Israelites of old. When the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith with the leaning of the entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom, his goodness by those who heard it. Neither were they united in faith with the ones Joshua and Caleb who heard but did believe. Amen. I'm going to stop right there for a minute and I want us to, to take a journey. Is that all right? I want us to really understand what the writer of Hebrews was saying when he began this passage by saying, let us therefore fear lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. And so for us to really understand what the writer of Hebrews was saying, some say this writer was Paul. Some theologians say that they really don't know, but they believe that it was Paul. But Paul was writing this book to the Hebrews. And so for us who are believers today, he is writing this to us. The spirit has something that he wants to say to us through this word. Amen. And so he says, there is a promise of you entering into a place of rest. And as I begin to look at the scripture rest, when you think about rest, there are several mentions of rest in the Bible. In the very beginning in the book of Genesis, it says that on the seventh day that God rested from all of his works. He said it is finished. Amen. There's another mention of rest in the Bible. It says in Matthews, the 11th chapter in the 28th verse, it says, come unto me, all who are weary and who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. And so now we find this word rest again here in the book of Hebrews. And he says, listen, 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 listen. There is a place of rest. There is a place in God that I desire all believers to be in and that place is a place of rest glory be to God and he says now what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to let this promise of this rest pass you by just like the Israelites did in the uh in the Old Testament amen and we know that in the Old Testament that the children of Israel the children of Israel they were in bondage they were enslaved and they were in enslaved in Egypt and we know that God sent a mighty deliverer by the way by the name of Moses amen and Moses see when God called him to deliver his people his chosen people the ones that God
God wanted to show his love to, the ones that God wanted to show his favor to, the ones that God wanted to show his grace to. God said, I am going to use Moses to do it. And Moses, we know that Moses was afraid. Moses was at that time, he was living in the household of the Egyptians and he was being raised as an Egyptian, but he knew that there was something different about him. And God had his hand on Moses even from the day that he was born. Amen. And God hid Moses away. Hallelujah. And Moses had a, God had an assignment and a purpose and a destiny for Moses. And I am here to, to tell you today that oftentimes when God has his hand on you, you will experience adversity even as a child because the enemy never wants you to realize who you really are and God's hand and his destiny and his purpose for your life. But somebody say, but God but God, but God. See, the Bible tells me that from the uh, end, even from the beginning, God the plans that he has for you and those plans are good and they are not evil to bring you to your desired and your expected in amen and so he calls forth Moses and he says I am going to use you to free my people glory be to God but Moses says what do you mean God I have a stuttering problem I can't do this oh God how am I going to be used by you to let all of these children of Israel go but God says I am that I am I will be everything that you need me to be because it's not about you but it's about me if you realize who I am and just let me do what it is that I want to do in you and through you he says just go and so we know the story we know that Moses went and all the plagues and everything happened in Egypt and everything began to happen. But how many of you know that when God sends you on an assignment, when God says so, it shall be. And so on that last night, all of those people, they walked up out of Egypt. Hallelujah. And it says that they didn't walk away empty handed because when God wants to set you free and when God wants to deliver you, God will supply every need. He will give you everything that you need to be whole. And so now we have a group of people who were in bondage, who were enslaved, who were being beat, who were being whipped and all because of the obedience. Oh my God. The obedience of one man, the obedience of one man that was surrendered unto God because he was obedient unto God. These people, they begin to walk up out of Egypt. Glory be to God. But not only did they walk up out of Egypt, but they walked away with Egypt's wealth. Come on, somebody. They walked away free. Hallelujah. Whom the sun sets free he is free indeed glory be to God and so now they're free and while they were walking out Moses probably never would have thought in a million years that Pharaoh would now be coming after him and all of his army and so now I can imagine Moses is there and he's like oh my God what are we going to do now I have Pharaoh's army behind me and now I have the Red Sea in front of me and I've got all of these people God but how many of you know when you are going to fulfill the destiny and purpose of God he puts you in a situation to where you can only depend on him you've got to depend on him and so he says Moses but what do 
you have in your hand. And so Moses lifts up the rod. He lifts up the staff. And God began to perform a miracle. God began to make a way out of no way. Hallelujah. And so the Bible tells me that as he began to put that staff in the midst of the water, the water divided. Hallelujah. And all of those people begin to walk through on dry land. Now, if I'm wrong about it, Pastor, y'all correct me, but I believe it was a million. Was it a million? It was over a million people. So we're not talking about 10 or 20, but we're talking about a million people to go through that dry land and I begin to visualize in my mind the, the, the ocean and all of the whales and the creatures just were standing right in place right where God designed them to be glory be to God and they were looking at the awesome miracle working power of God glory be to God and so God he showed himself mightily and strong on their behalf that day somebody say glory to God there is nothing impossible for our God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And so they walked through. And God is so amazing. While they were there, God provided their food. The Bible says that their shoes, their sandals didn't even wear out. He provided manna. He provided light for them. He was their guide. He was their lead. He was their comfort. And see, all of this is a typology of what God wants to do in us and through us. What he did with the great deliverer, Jesus the Christ. And he says, anyone who will accept Jesus the Christ, you shall be free. You shall be delivered. Bondages have to go. Things have to go. Provision is there because now you are in the kingdom of almighty God. See, he was reversing the curse. He reversed the things that happened in the book of Genesis. When Adam and Eve sinned against God, because they sinned, before they sinned, God pronounced a blessing upon their lives. Back in the book of Genesis, he says, be blessed, be fruitful, multiply. He says, subdue the earth. And so before, before sin entered into the earth, God had already provided everything that you would ever need. Glory be to God. He gave you dominion. Glory be to God over every creeping thing that walketh over the earth. He gave you authority. Hallelujah. But when Adam and Eve sinned, that cut that off. Glory be to God. And the only way that that could be restored back unto us was that Jesus Christ himself had to come down in the likeness of sinful flesh and he had to shed a blood glory his blood on Calvary's cross see man couldn't do it it took almighty God coming down in his all of his divinity he came down into the earth realm broke himself down and he operated as a mere man Sometimes I don't think we understand. He was the son of God, but while he was here in earth, he was referred to as the son of man. What does that mean? He was just like me and you. He was just like me and you. It was only when God anointed him and said, this is my son, my beloved son, whom I am well pleased with. 
When the anointing came upon Jesus, that's when he was able to do the works of his father. Guys, this is so important because you are in this world and the Bible says that you are not of this world, but greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. Jesus Christ came to be that example and he came to show us that as we are in this world, we can operate just like he did because it was only through the anointing of God even though he was the anointed one he said I can only do what my father entrusts me to do he had to do everything in that name hallelujah the Bible says that while he walked here on the earth he communed with the father he would get away and he would pray he would hear what is my next step what do you want me to do father he was obedient unto his father to the point that the Bible says he was obedient to the death of the cross and he was obedient to it for the joy that was set before him we are his joy come on you should get excited because the bible tells us that the same power that raised jesus christ from the dead is the same power that dwells on the inside of you and me if you are filled with the holy ghost so that lets me know that you have the same power you have the same anointing as he is in the earth so are you so moses was a typology of Jesus and he says I want to show these people how I want them to enter into a rest there's a place even though we live in this fallen world there's a place of rest in God and so he says to them while they were in the wilderness I'm gonna take you into a land that is flowing with milk and honey in this land there are grapes that it takes two people to carry in this land I'm gonna give you land and houses that you didn't even build this land I'm gonna fill your house with good and godly things I have prepared a place just for you and God began to share this with them and so they sent spies out to this land to see how this land was. And the Bible says that they said that they were mere grasshoppers in the sight. And so they didn't believe what God had prepared for them. They didn't believe what God had in store for them. And so many of us today, God is saying, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. You are in the kingdom of almighty God. And in the kingdom of almighty God, there's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. In this kingdom of God, there is healing for all manner of sickness and disease. In this kingdom of God, it doesn't matter what the sickness is. It doesn't matter what the doctor to say in this kingdom of God you are regulated by another system you are regulated by the blood of Jesus and everything is under that blood glory be to God and so that is what he was telling them and see in this kingdom all your provision is met glory be to God in this kingdom there's a kingdom economic system in this kingdom the word of the Lord says that he shall supply all of your need according to what his riches in glory glory be to God he was saying that there is a place of rest in this kingdom. And I want to take you beyond where you are. I want to shift your mindset so that you know that I am God. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am your provider. I am 
Jehovah Rapha. I am your healer. I am your deliverer. I will fight your battle. I will fight your banner for I am God. In this kingdom, Jesus, he already defeated death, hell, and the grave. All things are now under his feet. And see, in this kingdom, he says that you are now a joint heir with Christ. And so everything that Christ has, you now have a right. You now have access to it in this kingdom. And so he says in Hebrews 4, I know you said, Providence, when are you getting back to that? But now we are here. He says in Hebrews 4, see all of them, all of those Israelites in Exodus 17 and 3, you can read it when you get home. The Bible speaks of a great day or a provocation in the wilderness. And you can read this in Hebrews 3. It explains it to you. So just go back. It says that while they were in the wilderness, talking about the Israelites, they began to murmur and complain. After everything that God showed them, after everything that God did for them, he opened up the Red Sea. He provided for them. Their shoes didn't wear out. He showed them that he was God. He provided manna. And it says in Exodus 17 and 3, they begin to come murmur and complain against Moses. And they said, why you brought us out of here? Brought us out of Egypt. We could eat in Egypt. We had everything we needed in Egypt. There's no water out here. Why you brought us out here so we would die? And they complained to Moses. And the Bible calls this a provocation unto God. And he says, especially since he had walked with him, he has shown him who he was. He showed him his miraculous power. He showed him the signs and the wonders. He showed him that he was with them, but their mentality and their mindset kept wanting to go back to Egypt. How many of us in the kingdom of God today, God is saying, I am with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. But I want you now to renew your mind to the things of the word of God. But our minds keep going back to how it used to be. When our backs are up against the wall and we find ourselves in the midst of a situation, in the midst of a dilemma, in the midst of a trial, in the midst of a temptation, when things are not going the way that we think they should go, we tend to sift our minds back to what we know. We try to do it. We don't let go. We try to figure it out. We try to figure it out, amen? But God is saying there is a place of rest where we cease from our human labor. Glory be to God, where we cease from trying to figure it out. There is a place in him, glory be to God. And God is saying to us today, he says, don't let this promise of this rest slip you by because this rest is still here even though they didn't experience because the bible says that they died off 
They died in that wilderness, even though God already had everything provided before them. Although God had everything set up before them, they died in that wilderness. And the only ones who were able to go over were Joshua and Caleb because they believed. And the Bible says that they did not go over because of unbelief. Unbelief. Unbelief caused them not to walk into the things of God. This verse, verse number two, it says they heard the gospel. They heard what God said, but the word that they heard was not mixed with faith. It was not mixed with faith. And so, prophetess, what are you saying to us today? I'm saying to you that God sent me here to tell you that the word of God has been preached. God says there are so many things that he wants to do in you, that he wants to do through you. Every single week we hear the word of God, but he says you're not going to enter into this place of rest until you begin to mix the word that you've already heard with faith. And see, when you begin to mix it with faith, see, when, I'm, when anyone is delivering the word of God, they have spent time in this word. They have spent time with God. And so as they begin to deliver the word, the word is already down in their spirit. But as you sit here in the pews today, as you listen by way of social media, you are hearing this word. And so as you hear it, you are receiving it. But right now it's head knowledge. It's head knowledge. It's not until you begin to meditate on this word. That's why it's never a good idea just to hear something one time. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. See, something happens with the word of God once you begin to meditate on it. That's why the Bible says you should meditate in the word of God day and night so that you will have good success and you will be prosperous. Because what happens is if you keep the word of God here in your head only and it doesn't go down into your spirit, the word tells us in the book of Mark that when the seed, the sower is sowing seed, the seed is representative of the word of God. When he's throwing out seed, some of the seed goes by the wayside. Some of it goes into thorny ground. Some of it goes here. Hallelujah. And so what happens is the Bible says sometimes the seed goes forth and you hear hear it with gladness and you're shouting because the word of God is good but then when you walk out of the church doors because there is no root to the word that is within you and when trials and tribulations come because of that word then that word is no longer uh, there it's null and void because of the cares of this world they choke the word that you have gotten but the Bible says when you begin to meditate on the word you begin to meditate on what God has said. And now you mix that with faith. So God has been serving up some good word here in this house. Hallelujah. In Greater Harvest Church. One Sunday he told us that we've got to praise God. Hallelujah. Praise him for his mighty acts. And pastor did an amazing job by talking about how we have always got to be in a posture of praise. Looking back over our lives and thanking God for what God has done. Thanking God for who he is thanking God for those mighty acts and see sometimes we hear it we get excited about it but then we leave the church and when things start coming our way we forget to praise God in the midst
midst of. We forget to give him glory. I heard evangelist speak a marvelous word. She said, you've got to speak to it. She talked about the fig tree. Glory be to God. And how Jesus spoke to the fig tree. And it was cursed at the root. See, now, if you are mixing this word that has been preached, hallelujah, with faith, then you will begin to walk up out of here and start speaking to some situations that are in your life. You don't need the pastor. You don't need the prophetess. God has equipped you. God has anointed you. And you can begin to speak to situations. Hallelujah. But see, this is all a part of entering into that rest that God has promised you. When you hear the word of God, you have got to mix it with faith. You have got to believe, rely on, and trust in God with everything that is within you. They couldn't enter in because they didn't mix it with faith. But God sent me here to tell you there is a rest. There is a rest. That's the subject and the title for today's message. There is a rest. Irregardless of what we see going around in the world. Irregardless of what we see in the natural realm. There is a place of rest in God. There is a place where, of rest in God where God goes before you. Amen. Now rest in the natural rest means to cease from working or movement in order to relax, to refresh oneself, to recover strength. It also means to allow to be inactive in order to regain strength, in order to regain health, in order to regain energy. And God says that right now, 2022, this day, there is a rest to all of you who will believe. He says you can rest from all of your toil and all of your hard work and all of your human efforts and all of your labor trying to figure out how God is going to work it out. When he says, I rested from my works on the seventh day, he says, I saw that they were good. They were finished. And then I rested. God said, there's a place of rest in him where you can get in God where you don't have to labor anymore it doesn't matter what the situation looks like it doesn't matter the doctor's report it doesn't matter your financial status it doesn't matter if you have wayward children it doesn't matter if they need to be delivered if you are worried about your spouse there is a place of rest in God where God says I got you he says his word hallelujah and it goes down to say this in the book of Hebrews it says there's a place in God because his word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Hallelujah. It can divide and pierce between the marrow and the bone. It means that his word is so powerful that it can go into any situation that is caused by the flesh. Anything that is in the flesh, God is able, his word is able to overcome it. This word that is spiritual, this word that is spiritual can go to the root of any situation because it is this word hallelujah that created everything that we see it is the word of God that created everything that we encounter I'm here to tell you that the word of God is the most powerful thing that exists period and if you will put your trust and your faith and your hope in this word there is nothing that God will not do for you through you and in you somebody excited about the word of God today God says there's a place of rest that he wants to get you in there's a place of rest that's why he says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication let your request be made known unto him why because God says 
want you to cast the whole of your care over unto me for I care for you. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through nothing because we're going to go through things while we are here. But the word of the Lord says, be of good cheer. Hallelujah. Because I have already overcome the world. So whatever you are going through, there's a place of rest that you can get into God. Hallelujah. Because he says, I already know your end even before your beginning. So whatever it is, I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to reveal myself to you. I want to download things from the kingdom of God. So even while you're in the midst of the pain, God says, I'll be your comfort. Even in the midst of marital trouble, God said, I'll tell you what you need to do. He says, there's a place in rest where you cease from your worrying, where you cease from your fear, where you cease from trying to make stuff happen. And he says, get into this secret place in me because I am here to give you rest. He says, this day, this day, harden not your heart like they did in the day of provocation, like the children of Israel did. See, we've got to get to a place where it does not matter anymore who is going with you, who believes you, who is here, who is not here. We've got to get to a place where we walk by faith and not by sight, where we walk by faith and not how we feel, where we walk by faith only in what the word of God has spoken. So I'm here to encourage you today God says come unto me all of you who are weary all of you who are heavy laden all of you who are burdened down and I shall give you rest there's a place in me where I've already provided for you there's a place in me where I've already healed you there's a place in me where I've already delivered you there's a place in me where I've already made provision for you there's a place in me where I will set you free from addiction there's a place in me where I will give you joy and joy unspeakable joy there's a place in me where you can get so connected to me I will speak to you and you can speak to me my God the God the creator of the heavens and the universe he said there's a place in me where you don't have to worry there's a place in me where you don't have to faint there's a place in me and he says I've already done it before the foundation of the world he says come on come on come on it's my good will and pleasure to give you the kingdom of God he says all I need you to do is believe 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 I'm still a miracle working God I am El Shaddai I am that I am I am Jehovah Jireh I am Jehovah Rapha I am the healer I am the deliverer I am the way maker I am God and besides me there is none other there is none other how many of you know that God is still working miracles? God is still a miracle working God. God is still performing signs and wonders. God is God. Y'all, sometimes we get discouraged by what we see going on around us. But I'm here today to tell you that God is an amazing God. God is still working miracles. He says, get over in my rest. Miracles, signs, wonders. 
He spoke a prophetic word in this house at the beginning of the year. That this would be a year of miracles. And he said, be it unto you according to your faith. Glory be to God. I've been standing on that every single day since the beginning of the year. In my home, I have, I call it a vision slash faith board. Things that God shares with me at the beginning of the year. I get an image and I put an image of that thing. And then I put the word of God that he shared with me concerning that. And I said, God, you put these things in my spirit. And so I'm going to believe you. I believe that there is nothing impossible for God. There's nothing that God cannot do. And when he said that this would be a year of miracles, every day I said, I thank you, God. All those things I have there, I thank you that they are already done. In Jesus' name. So the other day, we got a phone call. Y'all, God is so good. God is so good. An individual called my husband. This individual suffered from a stroke. How many years ago? maybe two or one two years ago he suffered from a stroke young man very young man and the stroke left him where his arm his arm he had to keep it was just like this could not move it had no movement of it no movement of his fingers he couldn't lift his hand up he couldn't do anything and so he called my husband the other day I want to say in about November, he was here. And he said, can you pray over my arm? He says, I have just enough faith to believe that if you pray, God will heal me. And so we prayed over him. And this was in November. So December passed, January passed, February passed, March April, May, and now we're in June. Y'all, God said this was a year of miracles. He says, often you can't enter that rest because you got to believe. He called and he said, I'm just calling to tell you that now I can lift my hand over my head. I can stretch my hand, my arm out. He said, I can move my fingers. And so my husband gave me the phone and he, he began to speak to me. And he said, I want you to know. And y'all, I want y'all to know this is somebody. He says, now I believe God, but he's not professing to be a Christian. He said, but I believe enough to know that God can heal me. And he said, I got enough faith that when you pray, he's going to perform a miracle on me. And so he talked to me on the phone and he said, you don't understand. He said, the doctors told me that my nerves, my nerve endings were gone. I had no nerve activity whatsoever. No tendons. He said, no blood was flowing in this area of his body. And the doctors told him that there's probably a chance that it never will. He said, that basically what happened to him, 
He got new nerve endings, new tendons. He said new blood. I said, there's a blood, hallelujah, that can heal. There's a blood that was shed over 2,000 years ago. It doesn't matter what the doctors say. It doesn't matter what they say, but I know there's a power in a blood. There's power in a name that is above every name. Our God's still working miracles, signs, and one. I wish I had an excited church. Y'all, I shouted all over my bathroom. I shouted all over my room. He said, you don't understand. I can lift my hands. Doctor said I wouldn't be able to do it. He said, I'm stretching my fingers where there was no blood. The blood of Jesus came and covered me. Y'all, there is a place of rest in God. It doesn't matter what things look like. It doesn't matter the situation. But when God says so, it don't matter. Hallelujah. Our God is able. He says, come on over into the rest. Come on over into the rest. Just come on over into the rest. Hallelujah. Somebody may be watching right now and you say, I don't even have a relationship with this Jesus that you're talking about. I don't know about a rest. I'm up to here with situations with this and with that. I'm having struggles. I'm having problems. I'm going through this. Well, I'm glad that you tuned into this channel because there is a Jesus that loved you so much that he died on a cross for your sins. He didn't know any sins, but he said, I see you. I know you. I know what you've been through. I know what you're going through, but I love you so much. I came to set you free. I came to deliver you. I came to set you free from any bondage. I came to show you that there is another way. There is a better way. There is a kingdom way. And if that is you and you're ready to receive him, I just want you to lift your hands. If you're in your home, if you're in your living room, and I just want you to know that if you repent of your sins, today all that means is I'm turning away from all of that stuff that I used to do I'm repenting and I'm having a change of heart I'm changing my mind and I want to follow you glory be to God there may be someone who's watching or someone who is in this room and you say you know what I was following him at one point but I strayed away I was brought up in the church I was brought up in the church but I've left him well he's calling you back home today he says come on home and get into this rest there's a place in me where I'll wrap my arms around you I'll make you whole I'll heal you from any past hurt that you've ever been through I will deliver you from any addiction drug addiction alcoholism pornography it doesn't matter what it is I am that I am and I came for you I died for you I came to give you the good life he says I wish above all that you will prosper and be in heaven even as your soul is prospering he says I need your soul to get in a place of prosperity the children of Israel didn't do that they didn't allow their soul to believe God but God wants your mind your will your emotions to trust him in everything so if that is you I want to pray and then we're gonna pray for those of you who are in the building but if you're in the building and one of those categories fits you, I want you just to lift your hands. Everybody lift your hands. I believe somebody's coming back home.
I believe someone's going to be saved today. Hallelujah. That's what it's about. Hallelujah. To know that you will have eternal life. There is life after this death. <laughs> when your flesh dies, you will continue to live. You will live for eternity, whether that be in hell or whether that be with Jesus. You will live. You will live. This is not it. Y'all, this is not it. You continue to live. And God is saying, come unto me. I want to give you rest. I want to give you peace. I want to give you joy. Come on, lift your hands. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for those who are coming back to you. Your word says you're married to the backslider. We thank you for those who are surrendering to you for the first time. Lord, if that is you, I want you to repeat after me. Lord, forgive me of my sin. I repent today. I believe that you died on the cross for me. And you raised on the third day. I yield my life over to you. Take my life and do something with it, God. I give it to you. In Jesus' name. For those of you who are coming back because you're in a backslidden state. I want you to say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I repent of my sin. Your word says, if I confess my sin unto you, that you're faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all righteousness. Forgive me, God. I come back home. I come back home. Glory be to God in Jesus' name. Now, I just want to pray for those who are watching and who have heard the word of God. I want to pray right now, oh God, that you would strengthen them. And that you would increase their faith. Lord, your word says that this faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by your word. Lord, they heard your word today. And I pray, oh God, that you would strengthen them. That you would take them from faith to faith and glory to glory. Oh God, that they would get to a place where they rest in you. Having the confidence, knowing that everything is already worked out. When they can't figure it out, God, you are already working it out. When they can't figure it out, God, that they would get in a place of praise and just begin to thank you and praise you because you are with them. And when things get hard, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit would comfort them, knowing that your word will not return back into them void. Lord, I pray that you would transform their mind, renew their thinking, Lord God, shift them to another level, Lord God, in you. Begin to do a supernatural work in them that they may see the kingdom of God in all its splendor. Begin to move in their households, Lord God. Move on their places of employment, Lord God. Move in their house, God. Move with their children, God. Move in their businesses, God. Move in their bodies, Lord God. Let them know that you've already done it, God. When you said it was finished, it is finished. Strengthen them, God. Every time they read your word, every time they hear your word, take their faith to another level. Lord God, I pray that they will begin to speak what you have spoken and they will not speak anything different. God, I pray that you will touch their mouth, Lord God, as they get the word down in their spirit. Your word says that out of the abundance of their heart, their mouth will speak. I pray, oh God, that their mouth 
will speak your word, that their mouth will speak to the situation, knowing, oh God, that you got their back, knowing, oh God, that you are resting, they are resting, and you will perform it. God, I thank you for what you are doing. I thank you for the miraculous testimonies, God. I thank you for what you shall do in their lives, Lord God. And God, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody shout amen. You have just listened to another episode of the Greater Harvest Podcast. We hope that you have had an ear for what the word has to say to you. And we pray that your life will be changed for the better as a result of that. Please join us here again very soon and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more from the harvest. See you soon. Be blessed.